when you're in the Divine Mind Code, you really understand and trust that who you are is a perfect divine being. And that from that place, all that you are is revealed. You are this high frequency being and everywhere you go, your beingness is more important than what you are doing. And so what you are doing though, because you're in that place, is successful. People are attracted to you. It's like they're a magnet to who you are, to what you're doing. Whereas when you're in the ego mind code, you're in victim mentality. It's quick to judge. Ego mind code separates us from our hearts, from God and from each other. So we can see why the planet is in such a mess and so suffering because the majority of humanity is still stuck in fear in the ego mind code. And quite frankly, it's not even their fault. They just don't realize that these unconscious programs are running the show and keeping them in fear. That's Sandra Biskind, and this is episode 295 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years. There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it, because loss will happen. You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually, because if you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. What's going on, everyone? It's so good to be with you again. This is Josh Trent. This is also Wellness Force Radio. This podcast that we recorded with Sandra Biskind in Los Angeles, this was a -a one-of-a-kind show. I've been doing a lot of traveling lately to LA. Do you ever find yourself in LA? When I get traveling a lot, I get fatigued. I get tired. (laughs) Do you travel for work or do you travel at night or you're a shift worker? I want to share this secret hack with you. It's, It's not so secret, but it's more common sense that's easy to forget. It's easy to forget that it's not actually the caffeine, the coffees that give us energy when we're on the road. It's actually our hydration and specifically our nutrients, our micronutrient levels. Let me break this down for you because it's really important if you do travel at all for work or for play. It's the micronutrients that our bodies need beyond just the A, D, E, and K vitamins are the things that we get from food, but our food is very lacking now. So I find these micronutrients in the Organifi Green Juice. They support our show. I totally believe in these products. I've been using them for over two years, specifically the green juice and the red juice. These adaptogens go way deep down to the mitochondria of our cells. The mitochondria is the smart part of the cell. It's where the energy is produced. It's part of the ATP energy cycle. And what's really cool about this is that I stack my Organifi green juice when I travel. I get a little boost in the afternoon, but I don't get the crash. You ever had that crash where you're talking to somebody and your eyelids droop down? Feels like there's little Jiminy Crickets like standing on top of your eyeballs. (laughs) It doesn't have to be like this. You can have more energy when you travel. I actually keep my caffeine very minimal. I keep my caffeine less than a couple times a month. And I depend on these micronutrients when I go on a plane flight or travel. You can get this too. You do not have to be a slave to coffee anymore. You can get the non-GMO organic superfood powder at Organifi.com forward slash wellness force. 
They're super tasty. Just use the code wellness force. You can get the thirst quenching green, the energy boosting nitric oxide in the afternoon red. You get a big chunk of savings too. Organifi.com forward slash wellness force. Use code wellness force to get the biggest discount online. And then you can have some energy to like play with your nieces or nephews or kids or just your friends. And you don't have that crash in the afternoon. You also get to support wellness force. If you love our content, the way that we love giving it to you, you can support us by going to organifi.com forward slash wellness force and use code wellness force to get your adaptogens and your tasty beverages. I feel like this universe brought me Sandra. Her book has been so powerful for hundreds of thousands of people. And these concepts that she talks about to unlock a higher self are actually endorsed by Jack Canfield, the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. But Sandra is way more than just a thought leader, a spiritual mentor, and a best-selling author. She has this unique gift that you're going to feel and hear in her voice today to identify and really eradicate the unconscious programs that block us from success. Sandra offers this rare combo of business savviness, transformational leadership, and what she calls soul enrichment. Now, she has a passion and a talent to empower people, to get people out of their own way, to allow them to live their lives through enlightenment by tapping into higher states of consciousness. She does this with her husband and inspiration partner, Daniel. They've created and taught how to live a platinum life, as they call it, by using the ultimate mind shift process. This is a spiritually based approach to personal development and wholeness. This is what we're all working towards, wholeness. You know, just really just remembering that we're already whole. There's this really interesting phrase we talked about on the show today. It's called psychoneuroimmunology. This is the legitimate science behind how our thoughts become things. It's not woo-woo. I mean, it is, but it's also legitimate biology where the mind gets into these monkey loops. Do you ever find yourself in like monkey loops of negativity, worry, and fear? This is what brings on disease, high blood sugar, weight gain, cancer, It's at the core of our disease. It's at the core of blocking us from how powerful we are. And it's first becoming aware of how our thoughts and our feelings are not actually ours all the time. Yeah, we might have a thought, we might have a feeling, but not all those thoughts and feelings are actually ours. And this is true for all of us because just because you feel upset or sad or even feel happy or joy. I came across this in my Vipassana meditation in 2016. It's a phrase um, from Sanskrit and it's called anicca. And what it means is impermanence, impermanence. This episode really reminded me of this, along with so many other things, this impermanence factor, why it's so special that we're here right now, because this is all we get, my friends, and what we get is pretty amazing. We're going to discover some concepts that will move the needle for all of us in our emotional intelligence, why Sandra believes through her research that we can all live life by what she calls a code, and when we break the code that's not serving us, we can enter a new place that could never be accessed before. We explore how the unconscious mind is running 95% of our lives. This is a crazy thought. 95% of our thoughts are being driven by the deep down subconscious. We also did a live session where Sandra broke down my relationship with money and relationship to my parents live on the show. It's kind of a vulnerable moment. I think you'll enjoy it though. I know it's going to be of service for all of us. We talked about past life, how many of us are being epigenetically expressed by our ancestors' traumatic experiences, how so much of the stuff isn't even ours. And most importantly, what are the tactical ground floor things we can do to actually let these things go. Make sure you go to the show notes page today, wellnessforce.com forward slash 295. Learn more about Sandra and all her programs. Pick up a copy of this book. It is an incredible book. Also, you can go to our Facebook page at Wellness Force on Facebook, where you can see the live video of Sandra and I, and especially when she took me through her process. It was quite unique. All right, let's drop in live and in person with Sandra Biskind in Los Angeles on Wellness Force. 
You know, it's fascinating to me, and, and we're about to record this show. It's this phrase, code breaker. We're in a big video game, it feels like. And sometimes in the video game, we lose a level, we go up a level, and it just does feel like a game. So this phrase, code breaker, it's a fascinating phrase. Like, how did that phrase even come through, code breaker? Yeah, don't you love it? I love it. Well, the fact was that everybody lives by codes. I mean, scientists and philosophers have agreed for, forever, right? And even, there was, wasn't there even a show called The Wire where the guy said, man, got to have a code? Oh, <laughs> and, okay, okay. And, and, right? And, you know, Mission Impossible, everything's about codes. Yes. When you break a code, you're, you enter into a place that you couldn't get into before you broke the code. Mm. So let's just say there are 8 billion people on the planet and all of us have our own unique codes, but really they only break down to two. And that's love or fear. So when you, when you do that, and we're saying that love, this is like the divine mind code. This is our true self. It's the perfection of who we are. This is, when you're in that code, boy, life takes on this, this frequency. Yes. You know, it takes on this frequency. And we complicate it as human beings, don't we? Oh. I mean, this is really what it's all about. Well, the unconscious mind is running our business. It's running our relationships. It's running our entire life 95% of the time. So if you think that what you don't know, you don't know, and that the unconscious is running your business, that means that you're making decisions from past events, emotions, and decisions that, that you didn't even realize is locked into your DNA. Yes. So what do, scientists call it now our information center, right? So we've got this information center, and the brain is a processing unit. That's all it is. So it's processing our mind, our thoughts, and as it's doing it, it's bringing up everything. So we get slapped around when we least expect it, mm -hmm. right? So you might think, um, oh, yeah, I deserve that promotion. Or, oh, yeah, I deserve to have money coming to me from everywhere. And your unconscious mind could be going, hang on a minute. Who do you think you are? Mm, this, I want to pause you there. This is such a big concept. Mm. Recently, I came across Jen Sincero's work, You're a Badass at Making Money. Mm -hmm. In your book, you also talk about if you're not an energetic match to something, it doesn't matter how many words you use. Mm -hmm. Specifically around money. And, and right before we Absolutely. actually we recorded this, you're like, hey, if you would like organically in this podcast today, we have the potential yeah. for us to go very deep into Josh Trent's psyche, into <laughs> the deep down basement, and yeah. possibly unpack a box where a belief is not serving you. So at some point during this conversation today, let's go there at some point. Okay. And specifically around money. Uh, by the way, for everyone watching this, I actually love the way he just said that, unpack a box. Because if you think about it, our programs and our stories are the boxes that we put ourselves into, that they act like a glass ceiling mm. to how much we can accomplish, to whether or not we will think we deserve or not a great loving relationship, whether or not we do think we deserve the promotion or as entrepreneurs and business people, um, a lot of entrepreneurs and business people get to a certain point in their business and it's like, hang on a minute, and we're, and we're watching other people making millions and we're doing this and we're, and we're going, what? what? What is this? What, why isn't that happening for me? And it will be unconscious programs that are responsible for it every yes. single time. One of the famous quotes I've ever read that really relates to your work, it's almost like it's the, it's the undercurrent of it. It's Carl Jung. Until you make the unconscious conscious, mm -hmm. it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Okay, so you just did what Codebreaker is all about. You just said it in a nutshell. Because Codebreaker is about helping people to get into their unconscious. It's a full system that when you crack the code – 
you actually discover the password to unlock the best version of who we are, free from the unconscious programs mm -hmm. that are running our show. Mm -hmm. So that was really profound what you just said then. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's kind of like, okay, that's the system. Yeah, and yeah. There, there is a password that cracks the code that gets you into your unconscious and gets you clear of those boxes. Everyone has their own unique password, correct? Or is the password all the same? Is it really boiled oh. down to the love and fear component? No, actually, the password, I'm going to give this away for those of you who haven't read the book. This is a, a spoiler alert, right? You get to read the book. It's going to be in the show notes. It's a fascinating book. Yeah, thank you. Yes, so, truly. So, you know, I think it probably started for me when I had my first... Uh, near-death experience. So when I was dying at the age of 18, I went through a very unique experience. So not the normal, let's go in the white tunnel and let's die and come back and you've got this mission and purpose, which is really fantastic to have that experience if you need it. But for me, it was about, oh, I started to die and I went into this place of peace. And I was like, oh, so this is our natural state. And then I was just love. There was nothing else. It was only love. I understood that I was love, God was love, your love, everything's love. Yeah. And I was completely aware of what everyone was feeling in the huge hospital ward with all of the doctors and nurses. My auntie and my mum was crying in the hallway. I actually knew what they were thinking and what they were feeling. And I trusted in the process of what was happening for me. And there was an incredible integrity to it. It was like... Um, it was like I was whole and complete. And even the dying process was whole and complete. And um, and I was neutral. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I did say this to you before we started talking together, that I believe that neutrality is another word for enlightenment because that's when you become the silent observer of your own boxes, <laughs> of, your, of your own way of being and of everybody else's. So many people have this... NDE experience that I've heard, uh, Anita Morjani, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and different influencers that yes. are speaking from a place of actually being in the near-death experience. Yes. Was it white light? What was actually going on no, for well, you then? No, well, this is what was going on. It was that, and I felt one with all life, and I was completely mindful. And what I've just said to you is an acronym for platinum. So I was in these eight high-frequency states that I had – obviously, at 18, I had never been in them before. But he here, all of a sudden, I'm going, wow, so this is what stops suffering. I mean, I was dying and I was not suffering. Yeah, I was in a lot of pain, but no, all of this was just like, wow. Were you in an accident? What happened to actually get you in no, there? No, my right ovary had a cyst on it and the cyst – and the ovary burst, which means I was just being poisoned from within. Mm. And uh, I was in a small country town and they couldn't find a doctor. It was like nine hours later and I was practically gone. And so I just went into this, what I would say was my first awakening or enlightenment experience. And it was then, that was like, that. you know how you have an experience and it course corrects your life. You, you think you're going this way and all of a sudden it's, oh no, I'm going right now or yes. I'm going left now. And typically it feels like a sledgehammer. Absolutely. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. And one of the reasons why we wrote Codebreaker was so that you don't have to get to a sledgehammer stage that you can, you know, absolutely stop that. So you don't have to meditate for 40 years in a cave or on top of a mountain. You don't have to have a near-death experience. You don't have to do these karmic, have these karmic experiences where you believe you deserve to be punished for something that you have done in the past. Yes. And you can actually become 
the best version of who you want to be by using this Platinum Life system. And we're going to talk about all the nuances there because there's so much rich discussion around Mm. that. In your book, you explore how we influence frequency, which produces state. Yes. I think a lot of people have heard the term frequency. We've had even a guest on the on the show where she had a book called Vibe, Robin Openshaw. Yeah. And it was about using foods and using different life practices to increase your frequency. But mm. I'm curious for you, you know, 40 plus years to have this book come out now. This is a lot of work that went into this book. Yes. How do you define frequency and how does frequency that we generate actually produce state? Okay. So first of all, this is, there's an underlying scientific premise, which is spiritual as well, in that we are all energy. We think we're physical, and yeah, to, to our eye we are. However, within this physicality, we're energy. And, 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 you know, they've got cameras now that show you that we're energy because they can see the energy that's coming from each body, right? Each yeah. living thing, even these beautiful plants. Mm-hmm. And so we are energetic spiritual beings who vibrate at a frequency, And the frequency is determined by our thoughts. And our thoughts determine our frequency. So the frequency is determined by our thoughts and then our thoughts determine our frequency. So you can see how important this is. This is more than the chicken and the egg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like... This is like this is the, the, the sole purpose of the reason why we're really on the planet is to learn how to train the mind so that we can vibrate at the frequency of our choice, right? Not the frequency of the ego mind's choice, not the frequency of fear or, or worry or anxiety, which is where humanity is. So we're saying those frequencies don't serve us. They age, they weaken and diminish life. But the frequencies that serve us are the platinum being frequencies. Mm. And what are these platinum being frequencies? Well, so it is peace, Uh love, awareness, trust, integrity, neutrality, unity, and mindfulness. So you get on to, you get, you start mastering those and you start living in a very different frequency. But the key is, which is what the book is all about, it's giving you a system so that you learn to master the core blockers to them. Because for every one of them, there are these incredible blocking frequencies that just go, oh, hang on a minute, I've gone into worry, I've gone into anxiety. Okay, so there's my road sign that's telling me I'm no longer in trust. Let's just do a U-turn and get myself back into trust. The thing that fascinates me is no matter who I'm learning from, and I feel like you're in the upper echelon of people that I'm learning from in the world of spirituality, but also practical spirituality. Very practical. Because sometimes in this world of self-development and spirituality, people can get so far out there. You know that term the hippies used to say, that's far out, man. (laughs) So sometimes people get so far out there, it's like they, they miss the 3D beings that are just trying to live their life well here. And I love what you wrote in the book and you talked about it a little bit. You said the divine mind code based in love and the ego mind code based in fear. That's it. Let's explore these two mm-hmm. um, so people understand a little more of that nuance. Yeah, that's how we've broken it right down. And the fact is that when you're in the divine mind code, you, re- you really understand and trust that who you are is a perfect divine being. And that from that place... All that you are is revealed. You are this high-frequency being and everywhere you go and your beingness is more important than what you are doing. And so what you are doing though, because you're in that place, is successful. People are attracted to you. It's like they're a magnet to who you are, to what you're doing. Whereas when you're in the ego mind code, you're in victim mentality. It's quick to judge. 
Ego mind code separates us from our hearts, from God, and from each other. So we can see why the planet is in such a mess and so suffering, because the majority of humanity is still stuck in fear in the ego mind code. And quite frankly, it's not even their pro- their fault. They just don't realize that these unconscious programs are running the show and keeping them in fear. And you think about it, our ancestors, mothers, fathers, grandparents, and so on, they had events happen where they had an emotional charge. And they had created decisions and programs, but guess what? They've been handed down into our yes. prog- into these bodies, into our cellular memory. So we're not only dealing with what we've brought in with us from past lives. We're not only dealing with what's happened to us from you know conception to, to now, but we're also dealing with our ancestors stuff. And that's why you have. I mean, look at look at what's going on in the world. You've got religions now who are fighting from things that happened five thousand years ago and three thousand years ago. Yes, and that people are not getting it. They're not getting it. It's got nothing to do with them, right? They're still in judgment. They're still in fear. They're still firmly implanted in the ego mind code, which is where the ego mind likes you to be. Mm-hmm. Because in that place, you are totally separate from the perfection and love that you are. That is God. Why do you sense that the ego is really the controller of fear? What do you think the ego actually is? It's a very big question, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, I, I, I call it the ego mind. So the ego mind is a culmination of all of the beliefs, programs, ideas, and stories that make up that part of us, you know. And they're not; it's not the part. See, love doesn't make those stories up. Love can't make those stories up. Love is the fuel of miracles. So from love, from the place of love, there is no expectation. There is only joy and happiness and success. Because in Codebreaker, we say that chapter two is love. And it's ignite the secret to your success, right? So love doesn't do what ego mind does. You, you, can, you can see the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So when you just separate them out like that, um, we had a, a three-day weekend here not long ago and we had platinum written down one side with all of it written and on the other side we put all of the blockers and one very, very clever man said, oh, so I've been living in this ego mind side instead of the platinum side. Oh no, now I know now I know how to get back into living where I want to be. And it was like instant. And funnily enough, he said, I've got some problems around money, I've got a great business, but it fluctuates, it's up and down. And so we cleared out one of his blocks around money, and obviously there's more than one, but sure. one. He went to lunch and he came back, he said, Are you for real? I just got offered two multi-million dollar properties, firm sales in my business, like just like that. And they're firm. Is that a coincidence? And he, we were all laughing because not that it happens instantly like that all of the time. Sometimes it, you know, it can be months or a year, but it can be, it's an instant shift in your frequency, which instantly shifts the frequency of everything else around you. This is a frequency encoding program. So That's it. for the logical people that are looking at Codebreaker and they're thinking, well, this seems a little woo-woo to me. Yeah. I would argue and say everything we do has spirituality inside of it. Every, Every everything. everything is spiritual, especially money, yep. the way that we earn money. I mean, if that's not a spiritual act, 
I don't know what is because Ooh, money, I... money is a transfer for energy. Yes. So, so a lot of my old beliefs in life, and I think a lot of people that, that listen to Wellness Force is money for me meant pain, money meant arguments, money meant stress. So all these seeds that got planted in the subconscious garden were coming from a place of lack. They were coming from a place of pain or, oh, actually, I know that I get love and attention from my parents when I complain about money with them. So complaining about money and bringing bad energy towards money mm. is actually what makes me feel love with my parents. That was, that was a big belief that got uncovered. And you talk about this in the book. You talk about energy leakage. Mm -hmm. This is caused by corrupt codes. Right. And the fix for this is mindset, attitude, and frequency, combining these three elements. Exactly. But can we explore this energy leakage and then how to actually stop the leak? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> energy leakage anywhere cannot be contained. So if you have energy leakage, if you're, if you're feeling um, upset or challenged about anything, if, even if it's just in your business, it will bleed over into your relationships and to how you show up in life. If it's in your relationships or even with, with yourself, it bleeds out into everything. And that's why when you clear the unconscious programs or, the, or get out of the box that your unconscious has got you in that is creating this emotional leakage, you change everything, your whole life. It's like a ripple effect, right? So every time you get clear of one of your boxes from the unconscious, you are getting clear to reveal more of who you are to step into happiness and success. So I don't feel like there's much woo-woo about that. It's just so... There's it a, seems there's, very pragmatic. It, it's very pragmatic. Uh -huh. it's, what, it's what happens. And the reason why I can say it with such clarity and authority is because having done this work for 40 years now, I, I see that in 100% of the cases, this is what happens. And so it's really exciting. Emotional leakage is when we go through an event that we feel trauma around, that we feel grief or abandonment, that we feel anxiety, depression, and then we make a decision. And the decision is, oh, I get love if I complain about money. What you're really saying is, oh, when I'm a victim, my parents treat me like I need saving. Mm. Really. If you, I'm just going taking it a bit further that you might not like that, but it's kind of that's what it is. And I think people who work with Daniel and, and with me now understand that we're not going to listen to a conscious program. We're only going to dig into the unconscious and come up with what the truth really is. And um, that's what's so exciting when you work with somebody who's dedicated to working in the unconscious. Do you feel like by the time people get attracted to your work that – They've tried a ton of other things. Like, who actually is coming to you? What stage of yeah. evolution are they, are they at by the time they get to you? They've done everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get so smart? So, so yeah, most people, there's a, there's a couple of ways that people get to work with us. And that is that, one, they're on a spiritual path. And they know that they're ready for a spiritual mentor who is going to go deep with them and love them fully. By the way, that's a really important thing that people need to know. If you are going to work with a spiritual mentor, you have to make sure that they love you because we will say things that will appear to hurt you, but they're absolutely coming from a space of love to open you up to more of who you are so that you need to know that, yeah. right? And then the other one is that when they've been through every single other healing modality and other every other program and they're ready to get to the next level. It's like some of these things have worked really well for them. Yeah. 
some of them may or may not have because there's some brilliant work out there. And then, then it's like, well, hang on, I'm still not exactly where I want to be. I'm still not living in the place that I want to be. The subconscious yeah. has the deepest knowing possible. Down in the subconscious is where everything, like you said, 95%. Yes. This, this is a lot. 95% yeah, of our it's actions. it's huge. And, and I want to set an even bigger frame for this conversation because here we are. It's a beautiful day. There's nothing going on right now besides presence and conversation and connection. That's all that's happening. So we know that that's this moment, yet there's so many other distractions in life that pull people away from connection. And I think the age that you described that we're in is this fourth age where conversations like this are even possible now and, yes. and wanting to be consumed. There's an energy of people out there that want to have this type of conversation. And you describe this when you talk about the fourth stage of human evolution. You say we're entering the fourth stage of human evolution where the amount of change we navigate to live successfully is one full order of magnitude larger than it was 50 years ago. That's right. So this fourth stage, we came from hunter-gatherers, then it was agriculture, mm -hmm. then it was information. You know, computers had just come out. Now we're in this fourth really powerful phase where a conversation like this can truly help people end the suffering. Tell us about this fourth stage. This is a fascinating way that you described it, yeah. this human evolution phase, this evolution of spirit. I'm so excited to be in this phase because this is the phase of, uh, I think we say it's spiritus, human spiritus, rather than human being, it's human spiritus or something like that. We're, 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 we're saying that we're going into a stage now where you understand that you are energy. Science has caught up with ancient, ancient mystical spiritualism spirit and so what we understand now is that we are evolving growing human beings having this incredible spiritual experience that we understand is a spiritual experience but it's not just that it's a spiritual experience it's just that we are that we are that and if you talk to millennials you talk to young kids they understand energy oh yeah of course it's energy of course yeah, it's this it right. feels right it feels oh, yeah, wrong yeah. whereas mm -hmm. whereas that my generation, like when I was a millennial, I wouldn't even talk about this stuff. No way. Right? Because that was 30 odd years ago and you, no one talked about it. You know, I had, I had divine beings speaking to me when I was three. I only told my mummy about it. No one else in my family knew that Jesus was talking to me every night. No one, you know, when my grandfather died and I went to see him in the coffin and I'm gone, where are you? That's not my grandfather. And, you know, even to know that to say that, and I looked up and there he was smiling at me and I went, oh, I took a deep breath and went, oh, so there you are. Mm. Oh, that's good. So, you know, I'd, not even understanding that in that moment I was, you know, totally connected psychically and that I understood that no one died because there was a body, but our energy, our spirit wasn't in that body. Yes. To, to me, this moment you're describing is almost someone with an extra special power or a sensory capacity that's larger than some people. Like, it sounds to me like you always felt from an early age that you could sense more than others. Is that true? It's not sense. It's actually be connected with and one with. Mm. I know I'm taking that another step beyond sure. where you thought it was. Yeah. But for me, there's no, no separation between who I am and what I experience. It's the same thing. So I have been channeling for, for many, many years, but it's almost like not channeling. I had a very interesting experience. I worked with a spiritual master in this country for six years, and he had a machine that, that he was using 
to find out what happened to a channel's brain when they were channeling. So he hooked me up to an EEG machine and so I was just talking normally and the machine was just doing its normal EEG thing, right? And then he said, okay, I would really love to speak with this divine being that's with you. And so I just introduced myself, this divine being introduced itself to him and spoke to him and he said he had this experience of like being stuck being forced back in the chair and being stuck in the chair and not being able to move throughout the whole conversation. And then when I stopped that and just came back, he was like, okay. So he had, the, he had a physical experience to what was going on, but he looked at the graph and he said, oh, you're not a channel. And I said, really? Why is that? And he said, look, no one else has done that. He said, you, when you started talking to me, um, when this being started talking to me, your brain actually went dead. You, he said it flatlined. Your brain flatlined and then it just started again. And then when you said goodbye to me, this being said goodbye to me, it flatlined again and then it just started again. So it's almost like it's like I'm going from one dimension to another. So I'm not really channeling. It's like this is all within who I am. Yes. So I'm just bringing forward more of who I am, but the brain is doing a switch. Do you ever feel like sometimes people that might need your work the most mm-hmm. get scared by maybe its esoteric nature oh totally and i <laughs> well i had one woman who came into a three-day event and when we opened the door she walked through the door and went okay i did it <laughs> I, said, I said what are you talking about she said well i wasn't even coming I, she flew right. from the other side of the country she had a hotel room and she was here with her brother and she still wasn't sure that she would even walk into the room until she put the foot in the room yeah. because she didn't know if she even believed in any of this, she didn't know anything. All she knew was that she was suffering and that she wanted to finish it. She wanted, she wanted it over. So, yeah, of course people do. But you know what? We say you don't have to believe a word that we say. Isn't that exciting? Mm, that takes the pressure off of it. Totally. And it gives the mind something to rest on. Go, oh, okay, if she says something that I don't believe in or I can't, you know, how could that possibly be true? Yeah. We go, it doesn't matter, you know, because – the only thing that matters are the results. Like if you actually feel better, if your frequency changes, if your world changes from doing this work, does it matter that you believed in it or not? Sure. It doesn't. The biggest report card is how we feel, who we love, and what's really going on with our relationships, with oh. ourselves and with other people. Isn't that the only thing as to why we're here? I love it. And I don't I don't really feel like pain and suffering is a bad thing. I think it just goes on for longer than it has to. <laughs> <laughs> I right? love that. I love that because it just happens for too long. Well, what we're saying in Codebreaker is the minute you feel fear, negativity, or pain, you've got some tools now to change it. Yes. So yeah, it's normal. It's human to feel that. And I look at it like this. It's like even judgment. If you catch yourself judging yourself or someone else, it doesn't matter. Don't judge yourself for judging. It's like, just change it in the moment. Mm. So don't, Get addicted to the suffering, yeah. which is what humanity is. And I love that you brought up the fact that really we're observing all of this. Yes. We're observing you and I sitting right now. Yep. We're individuated consciousness. Do you ever have the sense that you and I are consciousness experiencing its God self individuated in two separate beings? Yeah, I have the experience that you're me. I don't have the individuated one. Mm. Okay, so I have the experience that there is only one divine consciousness there is only god and you're it 
and I'm looking at you going, wow, look at my, look at what I'm experiencing there in that body, in that life. So everyone I meet is an extension of me, which is an extension of God. So what I'm hearing you say is that there is no individuated consciousness no. from your perspective. That's right. There are yeah. individuated unconscious programs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. But but there is only one conscious. Like when you are operating in the divine mind code, you understand that there is only love. Only love. So your love and I'm the same love. So there is only that love. Yeah. I want to go back. You talked about, and I think Brian Weiss has talked about this, you know, past life regression therapy and many mm-hmm. lives, many masters. And yep. understanding that possibly my great, great, great grandfather, mm-hmm. who was suffering on the farmland and he was dealing with whatever financial struggle he was dealing with, that actually got encoded in my DNA. Exactly. And in your book, you talk about DNA coding. Intense emotional experiences mm-hmm. result in these controlling programs that literally imprint the DNA, almost like a, like a cattle being branded, right? Yeah. And, and what happens is, is these programs are passed on from a generation to the next, either childhood, maybe seven generations back. But this is what you wrote. If we, if we receive the wrong code, we automatically become their victim. Yes. Let's, let's talk about this. This is a fascinating thing mm-hmm. for me. How much of our ancestors' epigenetic coding, fear coding, ego mind coding actually stick with us? How do we even recognize that's there? All of it. It all sticks with it us. It all does. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Well, that it wasn't does. the answer I was wanting. No, but, I but know, that's, darling. That's I'm your sorry. truth. That's fine. Well, the fact is that you know, again, one of the one of the reasons why I know it's all of it is because when I work in a group, like for instance, we've got a um, a three day weekend coming up, July twelfth to fourteenth in Marina Del Rey, and another one in October in Melbourne, and I know that every single being in that room that they're going to get the corrections that I do. Like when I'm correcting these unconscious programs and deleting the emotional force around them with somebody up the front, every person in that room gets the same correction, which means on some level, all of us, and there is one consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. All of us has been through or our ancestors have been through or our past lives have been through a similar experience where we've had the emotional trauma and we've made those decisions. So even if it's not the unique one to them, that's what's happened. Now, I've been in a room of 130 people in Thailand and I've corrected people up the front and I said, how many of you know that you are no longer worried about that? And some of them put their hands up and I said, so the, other, the others of you have not perceived that you've made that shift yet. And they put their hand up. I said, okay, put your arm out. And I went and muscle tested every single one of them to show them that they no longer had the emotional trauma around that, that box, that unconscious program. And they were like, wow. wow. Right? So when you and I work together, if you're willing to – Um, have me tap in for you on something every person watching this out there in Facebook every person listening to this on your show will get this correction on some level how is that so because they're not physically here like they're not in our space I know don't you love that well for a start spirit loves technology I I learned that I learned that when I was on a radio show in in New Zealand um, about 30 years ago and uh, the 
switchboard blew up because so many people were calling in and going, oh, I feel funny. Oh, what happened? Like, and, and, <laughs> oh, and that's bullshit. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Sorry. Um, anyway. Yes, of course. So, so people were – it was like, yeah. what's going on? And they, they were getting the energy. We do online programs and we do free challenges and free – and oh, and we're about to start this beautiful movement – to have a million people around the world in the love code and we will be giving them transmissions of energy and we'll be giving them corrections over the phone and we know that they are getting it and we know they're getting it because they email us they text us they say uh i no longer feel nauseous what i feel fine about that i'm happier oh my life's changed oh my business just took off i mean that's why by the way Codebreaker, it took us five years to release it because we, we started testing it out with live events, with online programs and in our own home with, with private clients before we released the book. So we knew that every single thing in that book is the truth as far as we know it. Mm, I do, I do want to open the door to us going there with, okay. with you and I because we're the same. Good. So thank you for offering. Yes. I also want to explore something more logical and more nuts and bolts for people Mm -hmm. that are listening or watching and they're feeling like, okay, what she's saying feels right on some level. So I know it feels right, Mm -hmm. but there's still this monkey mind or logical mind saying, well, how do we tactically heal these old beliefs from our lineage? Can you give us something tactical we can use like a tool to recognize the lineage program that's based in fear uh, and, and to let go of it? Yeah, I think one of the most logical and fantastic tools is probably inquiry, which is the four questions. And what it does is it it helps you get into what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, what you want to feel, and what you need to focus on to get out of it. So in other words, what you're really doing is you're kind of dissolving into what's going on for you, and then you're reprogramming it. And the the four questions start with, um, how am I feeling? And it could be that before this show, some of the people listening or watching felt like, oh, hang on, I'm really upset I don't have the money to pay that bill or why did I have that fight with my beloved yeah. or, you know, what's going on with my kids, my businesses, you know, whatever it is. Real life stuff. Right, that's real life stuff. Yeah. yeah. How am I feeling? And then you, 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 you answer that very, very honestly. The second question is, what am I focused on? So this is the thought, you know, the yeah. monkey mind, what am I focused on? And in those cases, it could be, well, I'm focused on the fact that, you know, I don't trust that I've got the money to pay that bill. I don't trust that money is coming to me. I don't think that, obviously, I don't think I'm worthy of love because otherwise I would have my perfect divine love relationship. And you start, you start saying, what are you really focused on? Now, you've got to be honest because the ego mind doesn't really want you to go there into that inquiry process. This is so good because I could even see the ego seeping into this question process and saying, so much. don't ask that question. It's too scary. Well, you know what <laughs> happened? Know? When we did an eight-day challenge, I had so many people. There were 400 people from all over the globe. And they were all saying, hang on, we're not used to going on to the dark side. And I started laughing. I said, the dark side? You mean you're not used to inquiring into how you actually think? Mm-hmm. So how are you ever going to move beyond where you are if you're judging it as being the dark side, not accepting that it's a part of your experience and then moving beyond it? So the four questions, you, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're very smart. So okay, so, so how, am I, you know, how am I feeling? What am I focused on? The third one is... What do I want to feel? Mm. So that's a big one. I felt that one. What do I want to feel? That's it. 
What's what's the last one? Because I want to ask you about the third one. What's the last okay. question? Well, the last one is what focus will serve that? Mm. So remember, this is all about a thought process. It's all about training the mind to think the way you want to think, not the way it wants to think. It's like bypassing the ego mind by exploring it and then getting yourself into the divine mind. So This, this is a really interesting question. The, the, the third one how, do, how does one know that we're not spiritually bypassing in these questions? Because I could see the ego creeping in and saying, pretend that you've dealt with something or you've really answered the question when you haven't. Yeah. I doubt that you can do that here because what do I want to feel? If you've, if you've answered honestly the first two mm-hmm. and, and it's like, yeah, I know that this is the truth for me, then how do I want to feel? Well, obviously, I want to I feel that I can trust in the order of all things. I want to trust that I've done the I've done the work, I've got the education, I've I am, you know, really accepting that I can be the best version of me in this situation. So really trusting. Trust is a is the T in platinum and it's a really important one, right? And so then going out and saying, okay, I need to focus on what is the, the best course of action for me in this moment. And also Oh, what do I need? What do I really want? I there's only one answer for me. I want to be a high frequency being, free from my unconscious programs. I want to show up as the best version of me, and you're not showing up as the best version of you when you're in number one and two, mm-hmm. because you're actually in victim mode there, right? Yeah. So what we're doing is we're switching we're switching from one and two victim into what do I want to feel? It's almost like switching into the next code, and then what focus will serve that. So, and that's what we teach in the system. We, we teach you what is the focus that you need to focus on that will serve you from making the switch, like switching codes. Because I could see just to play, for lack of a better term, devil's advocate. Of course. I could play devil's advocate and I could say, well, if I'm purely focused on what it is that I want to be, which is a high frequency being, mm. not attached to programs and boxes that don't serve me in my mm. basement, I could also come in and say, well, that would be an easy place to always have an attitude of good vibes only and be a spiritual bypasser. And, and I see this in Hang our on, space. what do you mean by spiritual bypass? Well, thinking about or something you sure you don't mean ego mind bypass? Possibly. Mm. That could possibly be the same thing, right? Because okay. spiritually bypassing something, in my understanding, is when a lesson has been brought and that lesson is bypassed and there's a veil in front of it thinking, showing everyone else that it's been bypassed, but within the soul, the human, you know, that human knows that it hasn't been dealt with. Okay, the so lesson I, has been bypassed. now I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's almost like pretending to be something that you're not. Beautiful. Is that what it is? At the core of it. Okay. Yeah. So the idea of working with someone like Daniel and myself and starting the, the Codebreaker system is that you understand that no matter how many slips in our magnificence that we have, we are still a perfect divine being. We're operating from that premise and that all we have to do is clear the unconscious programs. And what's in the unconscious is not fun for us. It slaps us around. It's sneaky. And when you're, when you're not perfect, when you're not right, see, these are the programs. You have to be right. Mm-hmm. You have to be seen to know it all. You have to be this incredible being, otherwise you'll never be loved. All of that stuff is what stops us from being that. So... Really, when you use this system, you can't do a spiritual bypass because it's too clear, it's too simple, it's too, you know, in three in these three days coming up in July and October, people will sit there and they won't have the opportunity to lie about this stuff. Like my clients say to me, my private clients say to me, 
I can't even lie to you, can I? Because if I do, you just say, oh, no, it's not really that. It's really this, uh, right? Because when you've got someone around you who does delve into your unconscious, there it is. It's right there. How do you create that space? Because I could imagine, you know, a Fortune 50 CEO coming mm-hmm. to you or an athlete or, or someone that, you know, their life is dependent on who they actually are in that moment. Yes. Is there ever a fear where if somebody does the, the deeper work that maybe they won't be able to function or be whoever their ego wanted them to be. Yeah, I think what happens is there is a fear, but boy, it, it is really cleared out pretty quickly because mm-hmm. the minute they go from addicted to the story and believing their own publicity and believing their own press, the minute you're free from that, you actually can become the person that is your publicity. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes beautiful sense. Yeah. yeah. You can become it. You actually live this. Like I've worked with NBA basketballers in – Melbourne and uh, you know I was w- working with a team of uh, of captain of one team and um, he came in and said you know my game's a little off and it was me I was like all of a sudden I saw this black panther and I just went into his unconscious and I brought up the panther and what he was doing and how he was how he was missing integrating this black panther into who he was like it just slipped out of him he had been this incredible athlete and all of a sudden it slipped out for, for a particular reason that I won't go into. And the minute he saw it and he, he got the, the big picture, it was like, oh, you could actually see his shoulders go back. I was like, oh. And then he went back and spoke to everyone in his team. He said, you have got to talk to this woman. You have got to find out what is stopping you from being the best player on that court. Mm-hmm. And it's only ever an unconscious program. Yeah, you know it's always psychological. This program, uh, yes. There's a, there's a phrase in your book that I loved. I'd never heard it before. There's a lot that I'd never heard of. I when know. I, read your book. I love this, and, and it's called psycho neuroimmunology. Mm-hmm. Psycho neuroimmunology. Say that five times fast. Say um, it once fast. Say it once fast. <laughs> right. but, but this shows that our beliefs can literally, physiologically, biologically make us sick or well. That's right. And fifty percent of this psycho neuroimmunology formed before age five. 80% by age 8, 90 to 95% by age 15. So we're walking around as young adolescents, children, or teenagers mm-hmm. all the time, whether we want to admit it or not. That's right. Aren't we just like, <laughs> like kids in an adult body? Like we're in an adult meat suit with a child soul. Mm-hmm. So this psychoimmunology piece, how did you find out about this? Like how did, why did you put that in the book? Well, it is science. I mean, it's, we looked it up. It's proven. You know, For me, look, I'm downloading spiritual information all of the time. So that's something that I was told over 40 years ago. Right? Not that particular word, but yes. I was told how that worked. And I was told about cellular memory and everybody would go, what is that? That's rubbish. But scientists talk about this and they talk about the neuroplasticity of the brain and how, again, our thoughts are completely changing the way our brain functions all the time. So you've got a child who's been through an event and it is locked in there. The brain has processed it and the brain is now processing from that point and it's got it there. So you might have a five-year-old in there that was abandoned or left behind or, you know, it was smacked or abused and you could be a 35-year-old man or woman and all of a sudden – something happens and the five-year-old is now like, oh, going into fear, trying to save you. Because all of the decisions the five-year-old made in in that moment were trying to save itself. So it probably wasn't wrong in the moment, but as a 35, they're totally inappropriate. And that's that's how this comes about. 
this just happened to me and, and I'll share this briefly because it, it goes along with exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And it is that when I was young, I think I was eight or nine years old. I loved this girl in school. I bought her a white teddy bear. There was flowers. Her name was Lana Johnston. And I was like, oh, I, you're my, be my Valentine. And she was like, oh, I, I like being your friend. And it was the first time in my little boy soul that I'd ever felt like, oh, that's rejection. Yes. Ooh, rejection like really hurts. Mm. It really hurts. And I didn't realize this till recently because I've done quite a bit of work, you know, breath work, EMDR, MITT, going and doing plant medicine, like opening up to what's real, to the truth. Yeah, okay. You know? And so now I'm in this space where I'm 39 and that memory came back as if it was right now. Mm. And I processed it with a lady that I was with. I was spending time with her. And mm. it was actually like, even though it was painful, it was so beautiful at the end because I got to go back to that nine-year-old and be like, you know what? I got you. And sometimes this happens in life, but you can always do something different. It doesn't mean okay. that the past is the present. So I love that you worked on it on that level, but I've got a suggestion. Yes. I would like to clear that out of you once and for all. And because it's still there. And I know you've done a lot of work around it, but just know this, the eight-year-old made decisions because I just got your eight-year-old talking to me mm. and your eight-year-old said something very important that you do not want to live by. So let's just move the angel back a bit. And um, for those of you out there um, who are listening to this, Josh and I are going to do a little bit of muscle testing. And if you haven't, if you might have heard of kinesiology, it's where Josh is going to put his arm out. I'm going to press down on his arm and ask him to resist. So just put your arm out. And resist me. Great. Really strong. And then I'm just going to say the word weak and the arm goes down. So for those of you listening, I just pressed uh, Josh's arm down and said weak and it went down. So what's exciting about this is when it's strong and it stays strong, that's, there's no program there whatsoever. It's totally clear. I'm, I don't need to work anywhere there. But when it's weak, I'm super excited because that's when we find an unconscious program. So your eight-year-old said something to me when you were talking, and I'm going to say it. I'm I'm actually not even going to say it. Is up. it normal that I'm nervous right now? Yes, okay. very normal. Some people shake, <laughs> <laughs> like a little perspiration. I know on my forehead. it's okay. Okay. So yeah. what? Ha well, also you are being so vulnerable and beautiful now, which is you know really exciting for the people watching this because this is a real life experience. Right? And, yeah. and how many people's little child had a similar experience? Yes. So they're all going to get this, right? So I'm going to say something that your child said to me. I'm not even going to say it out loud because I want, want everyone to know that I don't need to muscle test you to know the answer to this. But your little child said to me two things. And, okay, so for the sake of everyone listening, I said... Your, your eight-year-old said to me, love hurts, and he went weak. There's an unconscious program, and then I will never love like that again. And then you went weak again. So just let go for a moment. Mm -hmm. So what's happening here is even though you've done all of that work, when I delved into your unconscious and I spoke to your little boy, he still made those two decisions. And those two decisions are still locked in your DNA. And so when you're coming into a relationship, even when you do all of the work, there's still a part of you that goes, I'll just love this much, but I won't actually love this much. Oh, that feels true. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you listening, I just went yeah. this much was like small and then I opened my eyes to mm -hmm. arms totally wide for this much. So let's just go here and let's go. I'm going to completely go in. Oh, first of all, I'm just going to go back. I'm just your little boy is here, and he's looking at me, going with his great big eyes, and um, he's got little tears in his eyes. As a psychic, this is what 
I see. And um, so I'm going to go back on a quantum level to your eight-year-old and I'm going to have him give this little girl. Actually, no, that's not what your true self wants. And by the way, this is what's so much fun about this work. I'm not deciding what is right for your life. Your true self is deciding what it wants. So your true self just showed me that as much as you liked Lana, when you bought your teddy bear, you went to give it to her and you didn't actually give it to her and you looked up and you saw this other little girl sitting there and you went, wow, she's really beautiful. And you walked up to her and you gave her the teddy instead of Lana and she looks at you and she says, thank you so much holding the teddy to her heart. I love this teddy. I will always love it. And you've walked away absolutely ecstatic. So on an on a quantum level, we've just neutralized and delete those programs out of your eight-year-old. And now in the 39-year-old body, let's go in and completely neutralize and delete zero to infinity out of your system and everybody's system watching and listening, the beliefs, programs and ideas that love hurts and that you'll never love fully or openly ever again and that I don't really deserve love and I'm not good enough. If I was good enough, she would have taken my teddy. If I was good enough, she would have loved me. So let's neutralize and let all of them give you 100% infinite potential to be corrected, to be strong, to know the truth, that you can trust that no matter what you have said or done, that you deserve love and support and the, that that you are now in the love code, on the love frequency, and that no matter no matter what you have thought in the past, you are now able and free to love absolutely fully, be fully engaged in love. That's the frequency. So let's neutralize and delete the karma between the eight-year-old and Lana and you and anybody in any lifetime whatsoever up until this point that has ever triggered off that I'm not good enough, I don't deserve love, love hurts. Let's go into the neuronal pathways and neutralize and delete the habitual thinking that has been going on that you haven't even known has been going on. And let's put a forgiveness template deep inside your heart. So we're not forgiving from the brain, we're forgiving from the heart. And you're forgiving yourself and your eight-year-old for reading that story, for writing it and forgiving it to anybody. And to everybody and every woman up until this point who has ever read that story in award-winning style and hurt you. Let's just put all of that forgiveness in. Mm. All the karma's gone. Okay, now how are you feeling? excited exactly (laughs) like let me show you this so now what i'm doing for those listening is i've got uh, josh's arm up again and we're going to test him before he went weak for all of those things so stay strong so i don't deserve love love hurts love doesn't hurt um i'll never love like that again i'm fully open to love i'm not strong neutral so i can't push Josh's arm down right now. It is staying strong. And that means that the unconscious programs that were showing up before I did that correction are no longer running your show. (sighs) Feels exciting? I mean, it feels like I want to go out and play. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what it feels like. It feels like playtime. Yeah, playtime. And love to, because you're free now. Uh You know, you're free to give that teddy to the person that you intuit is on the same love frequency that you are. Did you get that? This is fascinating. Yeah. Well, it, it's fascinating and it's also intriguing. The word that comes up for me about this, this process is intrigue. Yes. It's like, it's so 
different than most of the information out there. I think yes. people are used to doing talk therapy for 20 years. Yes, you know, 40 years. 40 years. I've had 40 years. Whatever yeah. it is. So we're seeing tools like this, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm kind of singing right now. It feels, yeah, I know. Feels can really you, say, can you say the difference? <laughs> I, can you hear the difference? Because I mean, I was already really excited to talk with you, but yeah. it just went up another level. Yeah. But if you look at your face too, I mean, the people on Facebook obviously can see your face. Just look at them. Because from what I'm saying, your skin is glowing. Mm. Your eyes are more open. You just feel different. And I'm looking at your aura, and it's like, you know, this white light's kind of kind of pulsing out from you. You can probably even feel an energy around you now. I feel it's really different. strong in my center. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, he just hit the nail on the head. What happens is you start to feel you you step into your personal point of power, and isn't that a place of peace? So now you're in your your natural state of peace. And you're in love. So you're already a plot being, not quite a platinum being yet, but you're a plot being at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so this is, the, this, is, this is what we're saying about this system. It's so easy. We've had people we've worked with who have done 40 years of therapy mm. and they're still, it's still in there. Yes. Like you had done a lot of great therapy and it got you to a stage where you could have a brilliant conversation with your partner. However, can you imagine what's going to be like when you go home tonight to your partner? It's a totally. I I you, I need you to report. Well, I, I, I <laughs> won't see I, her tonight. I'll see her next week. Well, when you see yeah, her, yeah, yeah. because and she should be getting excited too, unless she's been reading your script and your script's been saying mm, love hurts, and now so let's just correct her out, <laughs> because you know what happens, uh, people. I say that when for me when people I meet them, the unconscious says abuse me or love mm. hurts, and it's and we're that's what we're projecting. And so we're pulling in and magnetizing to us the people who are mirroring those frequencies. I just got a full body chill when you said that. Yeah. I mean, that's literally the past 10 days. That's right. Exactly what you describe right now. There you go. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now we've, we've corrected one part of this unconscious program out and you're freer than what you were before mm-hmm. we started this conversation. Mm-hmm. Wow. So health, wealth. <laughs> relationships. Yes. This is the triangle of how we operate here in the 3D world, this That's health, right. health, wealth relationship. Mm-hmm. So you guys felt and heard my relationship one. Yeah. <laughs> my relationship with little Josh and, and this 39-year-old Josh. I think where I'd love to go with you right now is this element of finance. Okay. Because financial, it is such a wound for so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that we're seeing consciousness evolve right now is where money is our friend. Money is a unit of energy. Money is whatever we want it to be. It's whatever we want it to be. Listen, one of our best friends has just written a book. It's called Happy Money. Mm. He's Japanese. He's brilliant. They call him the Zen millionaire in Japan. So it's exactly what you're saying. You've either got happy money coming into you or you've got unhappy money. And unhappy money is becomes scarce. It doesn't move around. And it's, you know, it's in your safe or it's somewhere else or it's simply just not there. So you're really hitting the nail on the head. You know, happy money is like, I, I, tell, I teach people, listen, when I correct out a money program, I want you to, or everyone to lock in, money is coming to us from everywhere. It's like, like lock it in. When we first started doing this, Daniel, would be, Daniel and I would be walking down the street or on the beach and we'd look at each other and go, Money's coming to us from everywhere. And we would just lock it in. And then a check would arrive or someone would bring us a bottle of wine. Or Money doesn't have to come in the form of money. Wealth can come in many, many forms. 
abundance can come in many, many forms. So, but when you block it on the on the form of money, you're still blocking it on the form of everything else. I have a sense that many people they will put an attachment to how money coming in will look, yes, and get attached to this money coming in in a certain way, a certain yes. amount or whatever. Does having that expectation block them from having the happy money? Yes, of course. Why why are we putting a you know a block on? Or, or a number on anything. I mean, I just want to tell you how Daniel manifested me in his life or how he said he did. And this is how you would with money too, by the way. He was in a marriage that, that was really difficult at that stage. And every morning when he was meditating, he would say, God, I want your, I'm giving thanks. I'm giving thanks for your perfect divine love relationship for me. If it can be with my wife, that's great. If it can't, that's great. I just want your perfect divine love relationship for me. And he did that for two years. It led to his divorce. It led to him moving to New Zealand, to meeting me, and to asking me to marry him the first instance he got on the on the first night we had dinner. And Wow, and that didn't scare you? Oh, well, I'd, before I even met him, I was told I was going to marry him. So it did scare the <laughs> out of me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because I knew I was going to marry him, and I thought, no, 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 God. Mm. You know, God says jump, I say how high, and I'm going, you know, this is just a little bit too high. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's another story. Here yes, we are yes, 20 yes. years later. But why I'm bringing this up is because with money, why don't we do the same thing? Like Daniel taught me when he, when he told me this, he taught me that if we give thanks for God, God's highest and best for us, it might be so much more than what we could think of. Like Daniel said to me, I could never, ever have imagined you. You so far bypassed what I would have, my list of what I wanted in a partner. I couldn't even imagine you. And and not only that, his wife was a blonde, blue-eyed Leo. So the last thing he thought he would get is another blonde, blue-eyed Leo, right? So there's a cosmic joke going on there, right? <laughs> anyway... Let's do this with money. The trick to to manifesting and the law of attraction, people teaching it now are starting to go there, which is exciting. And they're saying, look, I'm giving thanks as though I've got it. Uh God's highest and best amount for me. I'm giving thanks for my perfect divine home, for my perfect divine car, for my perfect divine love relationship. We were sitting with a, a friend that we were talking about who's been in arrhythmia a few times, and he's driving a Rolls Royce at the moment. He said, oh, no, I'm a, I want a Bugatti now. And I'm going, okay, show me the photo. He had the photo on his phone and everything. And it was like, yeah, whatever that is. There was no, no form of lack around it whatsoever. There was not that this was what a, you know, I don't know, Rolls is a half a million dollar car. What, I don't know what a Bugatti is, but yeah. it doesn't matter to me. It's just that he was in this place where, yeah, I'm having fun on the planet. You know, I'm, why wouldn't I? I, I think people might be, I'm sensing right now, people listening or watching may have a spark of judgment where they're, where they're listening to this story and they're, yes. feel, and they're feeling, wait a minute, a half a million dollar car, like, hold on, aren't there starving children in the world? Aren't there yes. all these other things happening? And, yeah. and, and I want to say, I want to speak into this. I'm curious how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. Just because I take in money and, and I receive money, it has nothing to do with it being taken from someone else. Absolutely nothing. And by the way, if you are judging what I just said, how do you know that this person isn't giving money to those charities and isn't giving money to help feed people? Like, just watch your judgments. Because the minute you go into judgment about anybody else, your unconscious mind applies it to you, right? So that's a really big mm-hmm. deal. That's a big mm-hmm. tip for people to, to know. And 
the fact is that all of us have made karmic agreements to be here, which are usually pretty shitful. You know, they're not nice. Why did we choose them so shitful? Oh, because <laughs> we think, think because you know what? Uh-huh. The ego mind and our program say we don't deserve love. I've been a bad person. I deserve to be punished. They're two universal human programs in the unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't deserve to have money. Or you might have had very powerful people in your family or you might see powerful people in the news and you go, oh, and then you make the decision, powerful people are greedy, powerful people, are, you know, it's dangerous to be around powerful people. The minute you think that, what do you think you're doing? You're programming the mind, the unconscious stores it, and so it comes up and then money comes to you and your unconscious mind goes, oh no, remember? You can't have that money. You don't deserve the promotion. Yeah. You don't deserve a great launch of your, of your business. No, 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 no. Remember? Money yeah. is dangerous. Power, being powerful is dangerous. I this, feel is, like, this is a vicious cycle. I feel like right now, to, to do the uh, analogy of the box in the basement, I mm. feel like we're in the basement for most people yes. around their box with the money story inside of it. That's right. And at the bottom of that box, I think it comes from a psychic wounding of some sort. Absolutely. Where, like, I was raised, for example... There's an old part of my life that I don't attach to anymore, but in that part of my life, I was raised on welfare, and we had Section 8 housing, and it was like Velveeta cheese and kick cereal and no healthy foods, right? Yeah. So I think so many people have come from an environment like that. You know, the phrase, I had a rough childhood. I think most people do have kind of a rough childhood. I, I think you're right. We, I think, I think we yeah. kind of all have that. Some, yeah. some may be more intense than others, but yes. can you share from all the things that you understand to be true? Can you share how people can go tactically to unpack the box, the money box, mm-hmm. and to let it go. You know, tactically, how do we deal with that? Well, you, you get the corrections. I mean, the tactic is you can use the four questions. You can use the system in the book. The quickest way that I know of, and by the way, the, the neutrality process that I did with you is described in the book. So you can start to use it on your friends and yourself. We are giving it to you. Mm-hmm. This is our legacy work to the world. But I would say, look, get onto a... Uh, get onto calls with us on an online program. Get to the USA or Australia events. Can you imagine your life if you spent three days with us and in those three days you were swimming in these corrections around your unconscious mind and you were swimming in these transmissions and activations to divine energy, which was changing the way your brain functions. You put these combinations together and you, you walk out there and you're like, Okay, you know you're a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, you this is this work is about having a measurable shift. So you want to unpack the, that basement box, you just put yourself out there to do it. Like yeah. both Daniel and I have spent probably a million dollars between us over 60 years taking ourselves to work with spiritual mentors and gurus and enlightenment teachers all over the world because we were diligent. You know, I at 18 I knew that enlightenment was going to stop suffering. However, it was about, I don't know, 30 plus years ago, I was not channeling, obviously, I was bringing through this divine guidance. And a person put up their, their hand after a conversation and he said, what is the greatest gift that I can give my beloved? And there were all women in the room. He was the only man. And every woman went, oh, I want that man. I want that man. I want that man, right? And anyway, so and, and the, the answer that came out, because, you know, with divine guidance, I don't think about it. There's no thought process. It just comes out. Mm. And it was the greatest gift that you can give your beloved is your own wholeness. So that when she looks into your eyes, 
she sees her own wholeness looking back at her. She's not getting your perceptions and judgments of her. She just sees her own wholeness. And what I realized in that moment with that answer is that we want to go beyond enlightenment into wholeness. And that's why we've created a whole body of work around integrated wholeness. And that's integrating all that you are. This concept of wholeness, um, mm-hmm. I know in my heart that it's part of wellness. And yes. on the show, we always talk about phys- right. physical and emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I'd love for you to explain how you see this word intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, the, the actual meaning of it for you. So when you have that word come across your radar, what does that actually mean to you? Well, I think in the way you're using it too. I love the word intelligence and the way you're using it. Because when you're talking about physical and emotional intelligence, and then I, then I add spiritual intelligence, yeah. it means that you are pursuing the best version of you through a process of um, learning, growing, experimenting, experiencing. It's when you experience something and you are aware. So awareness is the A in platinum. It's when you bring an awareness to what it is that you are experiencing. That's emotional intelligence. It's like I'm going through an emotion here. This does not feel good. Um, What is it that I believe to be true that has triggered off this emotion? So I'm going into mindfulness and awareness and I'm asking myself, that's intelligence. The opposite of that is not doing inquiry whatsoever, just, you know, making a decision around what you're going through and then having it, you know, three years later come up and slap you around and everyone else around too. I used to think that if someone was intelligent, that they were smart. Yes. And it's totally separate. Shame, shame, shame. It's totally separate, right? Well, you you know what? Uh, Intelligence and smart are two separate things. Well, Daniel is incredibly intelligent and smart. I'm very, very, very smart in that, I use intelligence, awareness, mindfulness, and everything like that. So it's smart when you use emotional intelligence. It's smart when you use spiritual intelligence. So, you know, you can be both. I have so enjoyed this exploration with you. I seriously feel like we went to an inside of a spiritual ocean and we swam to the bottom, touched the sand and came back to the top. (laughs) This has been so cool with you. And for parting guidance, if someone's feeling in their body, mm-hmm. you know, you took me through a process, people are understanding this intelligence from you. Someone's feeling something, they want to get involved. Besides the book, we're obviously going to have the book linked in the show notes. Yep. They can get a digital version, they can get the hard copy version. And the audio. And the audio version, mm-hmm. there's an audible version. If someone wants to get involved, this podcast will be out in about a month, about six weeks. Yep. Um, what do you have at the end of 2019 where somebody can take action? It's like inspired action. Yeah, great. So you can do two things. Well, actually a few. Go to thebiskinds.com, which we can put underneath, mm-hmm. thebiskinds.com, and go to the events page because that'll give you the information about the Australia event. So look, get yourself to Australia. It's a brilliant country. Melbourne's a brilliant city and actually change your life. You know, it's a game changer. Three days and have some fun there whilst you're there. And Quantum Source Code is the online version of the live event. So you can come in on that at any time. And it's a four-month program that you actually get involved in. And you go through the corrections. You go through everything as though you're with us live. Is this video? And it's, then is there calls video to keep and, people accountable yeah, in some way? it's video and it's homework. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like the word homework, but it's where you get to do inquiry, right? Yes. And then there's a Facebook page where we all support each other. So when you go on there, you can ask us questions that we'll come on and answer. And we we 
kind of baby you along a little bit because we are we're very attached to people becoming the best version of who they are. Well, like you said earlier, if you're going to meet with someone who's going to guide you, then you have to sense the love inside them. Exactly. And then I think the other thing is that in the end of October, we've got 10 people who are going to meet in this room, the room we're in right now, and we're going to go through a very intense reverse aging three days where we... Reverse aging. Reverse aging, where we deal with... The first day deals with money and finances and business. The second day deals with relationship and love. And then the third day is full on regenerating the body. So the the method in the madness is that you deal with the physical human things of money, relationship, love, finances, because when you have emotional leakage anywhere, it affects our bodies, right? So our bodies are under stress, which stresses the organs, stresses the systems, everything gets stressed. And that is what is aging us. Apart from the fact that our stem cells start degrading and being, you know, at the age of 25. So, I didn't want to really go there. But anyway, yes. we, we, so, so what happens is uh-huh. we have special protocols on that three days where we go through all of that, get rid of all of that stuff. And then on the last day, we do all of these beautiful regeneration protocols where we actually are going into the cells mm-hmm. and um, reverse aging the cells, clearing out the stress of them. Yeah, I have taken so much from this conversation. Thank I know you. people watching, listening, feeling have also taken a lot. So that we can say goodbye here on a note of wellness, how would you see that? How do you see wellness? How would you define, how does Sandra Biskind define wellness? What does that mean to you? Wellness to me means um, living as the highest possible frequency that you can. Wellness to me is, is understanding that you're an energy being. It's understanding that you control your frequency. It's, you know, that you do it. And when you're in a state of wellness, you're actually starting to come into a place of wholeness. Because wellness to me is when you have actually cleared enough of your programs that you wake up in the morning with a smile on your face, that you have the vitality to go for a walk and to the gym, that you have the energy to spend time with your friends, that you make really beautiful conscious choices about what you eat and what you drink and you, your life just takes on. I mean, you can feel this and I can feel it from you. There is joy coming out of every cell in my being at the moment just sitting here with you having this conversation because this is such a high-frequency conversation. Wellness is happening in this moment. This is wellness right here. It's when you focus on what is the truth, on what is on a high-frequency conversation. Right. That, this is wellness for me. This is wellness. I loved your answer. It was so beautiful and unique. Where can people go to take action right now? We're about to say goodbye on the show. We're obviously talking about this more. Wellnessforce.com forward slash group. We have a Facebook group, so we'll be right. talking about it there. Posted on the wellnessforce.com website as well with a beautiful show notes page from Lauren. Thank you, Lauren, for creating such amazing show notes. Uh, <laughs> but where can people go uh, right now? They're listening, they're watching, and they're like, okay. okay, I'm gonna type this in. Where do they go? Go to thebiskinds.com, T H E B I S K I N D S. Where are we? There up you the are. Top, up the top, mm-hmm. thebiskinds.com. Go to thebiskinds.com and go to the events and products page. Read about more about what we do and, you know, Delve into the free, all of the beautiful free programs that we've got for you. And I would say that your first point of call would probably be to go to codebreakerbook.com, which is one word, codebreakerbook, because I want everyone to have the three free meditations that we've got. So we've got free, three free gifts for you. And they're meditations that I created specifically to go with this system. 
And it means even if you haven't got the book, you can download them today or as soon as you hear this and you can start getting on that platinum frequency, mm. which again, you talk about wellness. Yes. And wellness is living as a platinum being. Well, thank you for showing us this beautiful system and having this rich conversation. I so appreciate you yeah. and the work that you do in the world. And thank you for my process too. That was fun. You're welcome. <laughs> We're I love talking you. about this so much more. And I thank hope you. I get to work with you again. Me too. Yeah, good. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. And I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness. 